The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, and after having taken a not-so-brief summer break, we're back and Today, I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing uh, Heather Lloyd-Martin, from, who is the president and CEO of SuccessWorks. Now, if you haven't heard Heather on the, the conference circuit, you should definitely make a point uh, of doing so. She's a, a dynamic and very knowledgeable lady. And uh, Heather, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Uh, well, as, as um, our, many of our listeners already know, uh, you are probably, God, I hate to say this, a veteran of uh, search engine marketing. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you're a very young and, and dynamic veteran. But, you, but you know, you've been talking about kind of merging direct response copywriting and uh, search engine optimization considerations uh, for over a decade now. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. I remember back in the day that I would go on stage and and I would talk about persuasive architecture and here's how to set up a web page to get people to click through and and way way back in the late 90s they would be like, "Well, we don't care. It's all about how do I put the keywords into the meta tag." <laughs> that long. <laughs> right. And and we've we've certainly come a long way since then. Um so today we're uh, we're going to focus uh, on Kind of that borderline between persuading people and persuading spiders. Um, as I always like to say, you know, it's it's hard to serve two masters, or as I less politely put it, if you straddle the fence, your balls are going to hurt. Um, but basically, you you can't please people and search engine spiders at the same time, and yet we're forced to try because a lot of our traffic comes from. Um, organic search engine optimization. Can you talk at a, at a high level about kind of that that tension that's inherent in it? Well, yeah, because as to your point, you are basically when you are writing website copy that you want to position well in the engines, you are basically serving two masters. Um, if you come from an old direct response writing background, you know that every word you write is supposed to be very laser focused towards your customer. And suddenly, we have this SEO standpoint with this. And now suddenly, you, you're hearing, okay, so you need to have certain words in the copy and the certain words need to preferably appear in certain places within the copy in order for, for it to to position well. And so uh, there is certainly sometimes a tension between, you know, I want to write this really well for users, but I also want this copy to rank well with the search engines and make it to where people can find it and read it and take action. 
So fortunately, and, and there's, it, it's gotten bumpy throughout the years, and we've, we've had a, a few wins and a few misses, but it's getting to the point now that SEO copywriting or, or what's sort of merged into more of uh, content marketing and going beyond just the copywriting aspects is something to where people are realizing that, yes, you can write really, really good copy that will, will satisfy both masters and you're, you're not taking away from one to feed the other. Okay, well, well, that's very different, uh, very important because a lot of times we have clients ask us about a landing page test, and they say, "Well, most of our traffic is SEO, and the last thing I want to do is, you know, blow up fifty percent of my traffic to get a twenty percent improvement in conversion." That obviously wouldn't make sense. So there's a lot of fear about that. But uh, if you follow kind of best practices, um, how common is that kind of doomsday scenario where your traffic just goes away if you try to make your copy more persuasive? Well, what you said is definitely key. You know, when you sit, follow best practices, sometimes it helps if you are looking at an entire site rewrite or you're looking at something very new to bring in a strategist that can help you look at the page. Where when people come to me, what will sometimes be the case is they'll say, you know, we're positioning okay. Uh, we could be better, but we're, we're not converting. And so uh, when, when, you have somebody who comes in or when you're looking at, at a web page and you're figuring, okay, so right now I'm at number say 10, um, I want to rewrite this copy to make it better. Some things I have to look at is, you know, how, what kind of links are pointing to the page, how, how good is the, the keywords now. If you have a page that is our cashmere sweaters are the best cashmere sweaters online, visit our cashmere sweater gallery for the best cashmere sweater price. <laughs> you know, and, and people have heard me on stage use this example, but that is is what where companies go bad with SEO copywriting is that they have this fear-based approach of, oh, man, I have to shove every single key phrase into that first paragraph in order for my site to rank well. And maybe that page does position well for those key phrases, but nobody is converting on it because it sounds like hell. So that's when it does pay to have someone come in and say, all right, so in the first 50 words you've mentioned cashmere sweaters like, 20 times, yeah, you're going to have to dial it back. <laughs> and here's some ways to do it to where you might be getting a lower ranking at the beginning, but we can build that traffic back up, and when we do, we're go- that traffic is going to convert better. You know, it's not just all about the rankings, although we would love it to be because it's an easy way to show success. It's about when people hit that page, what are they doing there? And yeah. if you have a number one ranking, you know, that doesn't automatically guarantee that you're going to have incredibly huge profits on something it just means that you've got the most eyeballs looking at your page yeah well as i always like to say the the bottom line is the bottom line it's not any intermediate steps like uh like traffic or or ranking or anything like that it's whether you're making money off of the program Exactly, you know, and I personally would rather be hanging out with a bunch of, say, number eight rankings and making a whole bunch of money than have a number one and thinking, you know, why isn't anybody clicking on this? We're in the top results here. Come on, nobody's buying. I think a lot of people are going now, and, and they're finally realizing, and, and, you know, it's slow, but for, for the companies that are just starting to get it, they're realizing that it's more than just shoving those keywords in their copy. It's going back to what we all did way before the web became in vogue of writing really good copy that gets really good results. 
Well, okay. I wanted to focus in on just to get your quick response to a specific thing. Again, it, people are really concerned about, like I said, blowing up their traffic sources. And it's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, that most of your your ranking comes from off-page factors anyway, the, the stability and the kind of aging of your domain, inbound links that have authority and so on, that it's harder and harder to actually, you know, game the system or influence traffic either way by actually changing what's on the page. So should people be concerned about a big drop in traffic just based on copy changes? How common well, is that? Certainly, and, and to, to kind of reverse what you said, you know, I've written copy for brand-new sites out there that don't have the incoming links coming in yet because they're brand-new, and they're ranking in the top ten for, for those particular key phrases. So that copy, that on-page criteria is still really important. So I would say, yeah, definitely. Um, if, if your copy isn't converting or your copy isn't ranking, one or the other, um, but I, I look at more of the conversion aspect as, as more than in the rankings, then, yeah, it, it is definitely that you want to have someone come in and you want to make sure that when you're rewriting it, you still are using those key phrases and even sometimes expanding your key phrase universe. Because it's true that if suddenly someone comes in and says, oh, this copy is too keyword stuffed, um, we're just going to change it. And they change it to something, say, a traditional catalog copy which doesn't typically use key phrases because it's not written for that, um, yeah, it can, it can cause a pretty momentous rankings drop um, unless they did have a lot of good links, unless they did have a lot of other things going for them. Uh, for a larger company that might have their, their campaigns really tight and wired, they can maybe play with one thing organic knowing that they're going to have, you know, pay-per-click and other things backfill that and help drive that traffic and that revenue while they're well they're playing with their content, but for a smaller company uh, that might not have those kinds of uh, of avenues available to them, you know, they start messing with their organic and losing those rankings. They might not be able to rely on a pay per click campaign because they might not have the budget to do so. Well, so, okay, we yeah, have a I couple. Always... Of... Go ahead. Yeah, we have a couple of minutes before we go into our break, and I wanted to just get your take on on a topic that comes up fairly frequently during landing page testing, and that is, should you use the same landing page for SEO and other kind of controllable traffic sources like pay-per-click and banner ads? In other words, if you have the choice, should you separate them and aim your, your paid traffic at a more direct response type page? In some cases, that makes sense. If you want somebody to just fill out a lead gen form, it might not make sense for them to, to go through and read a lot of text on the, on the site. Um, at the same I, I try to, to marry the best of both worlds because once you've got them on that page, it's always nice that they're circulating the rest around their site. So in that case, I would say test because I have seen different, different results come from different verticals at different times of the year. Okay, terrific. Well, we're going to take a short break. This has been LPO, Landing Page Optimization, with your host, Tim Ash. And we will be back after this brief message from our sponsors. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Welcome back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today we're continuing our interview with SuccessWorks President and CEO, Heather Lloyd-Martin. Heather, I understand you just recently got married. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes, we got married back in April. Uh, well, uh, I know that finding uh, your the, your life partner is probably the most important decision that you'll ever make, and uh, congratulations again. So we're, we were talking uh, before the break about legitimate ways to kind of combine SEO as well as uh, you know, direct response copywriting. What are some of the kind of gray area tactics that you commonly see, and, and can you tell us whether you think they're they're good or bad? Uh, Well, the gray area tactics that I'll see the most is where you'll have companies, and I've seen this from big brand companies down to mom and pops, is that they'll think, wow, okay, I I start a blog and I post all the time, or if I write a bunch of articles and I focus those articles around two key phrases and I repeat those key phrases over and over and over, then I'm going to get traffic. So I'll see these requests online all the time for looking for SEO copywriter to to pay $10 for 500-word article about X. And all they're really looking for is somebody to write a really crappy article that just repeats key phrases to get those high rankings. And so they've got the strategy kind of half right in that they know that people are looking for information. They know that people are going to want to find sources and that, you know, these companies are wanting to be that source. But at the same time, by doing stuff like that, by taking out crap content, it really hurts your brand because even though 
you might be number one or number two for a particular key phrase query, as soon as somebody actually comes to that site and reads what that, that page has, it's not going to have any value to them. And in fact, it's going to actually make them not want to work with you at many times because they'll read that and think, this is a bunch of crap, there's nothing here for me, and then they'll go to a site that provides them good information. So, right. Yeah. So basically, uh, if I can sum it up, uh, just say no to keyword stuffing. Well, just say no to keyword stuffing and just say no to bad content. If it reads yeah. bad to you, it's going to read bad to, you, to the people coming to your site. And especially if it's from the Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, well, I, I want to pick up on something that you were talking about earlier, and that is uh, you, you talked about uh, how other media kind of helps feed traffic. So it's not really just kind of SEO copywriting on your website. Uh, there's blogs, there's press releases, there's social media, and, and other ways to kind of insert yourself into the conversation. How, uh, how are the tactics you recommend or the strategies you recommend different for social media in general as opposed to website content? Well, for social media in general, it, it, in my opinion, it means it's a whole lot more accountability. Uh, back before blogs and Twitter and everything else, you could have a website and people would say, yes, update it, have fresh content. And certain websites would do a good job maybe kicking out an article or two every month, but they weren't really accountable to it necessarily. If you're going to be putting someone out there as, you know, this is the person who's going to be your main contact at Twitter, this is our blog post, this is the personal side of our company, that requires accountability. That requires that you're out there all the time setting an editorial calendar, figuring out what you're going to blog about, making sure you go back and check back co those comments and interacting with folks, making sure that if you do put out a, a tweet, that it's useful tweets. You're not just talking about your customers and talking about how cool your, your business is. So it's taking it up a step further, and instead of just being a, a, a good company and a good website, you're being a good relationship marketer in that you're building these relationships online and you're fostering them. Okay, and but like specifically in, in – I'm sorry, specifically in terms of kind of the editorial tone, though, or, the, or what you write or the style of it or the format of it, or do you have to make adjustments from a website to – you know, a blog post or, or to a press release. Obviously, with, with Twitter, you have only 140 characters. Yeah, um, you're wearing different hats. So if, you're, if you are writing for a website, in, in a lot of cases, the website is the corporate tone and feel. Uh, it's where people get to go for that information. If you are writing a blog, a lot of times that, that allows your personality to come through, the same with, with Twitter, where you're able to be a little bit more loose with how you create your content and what your tone and feel is and make it more personal, but you're still, you still have very strict guidelines that you follow when you're writing, and that depends on the company. So when a press release, of course, is very editorial. You take away the sales aspect to it, and it's just the facts. So mm -hmm. if you are a content marketing specialist and you're working with SEO copywriting, you will be wearing very different hats, even within the same organization, depending on what you're writing and for whom. Okay, got it. Well, uh, one of the things that I've wrote about in my uh, landing page optimization book in the section about copywriting, and I'm sure it was all reviewed for you, was that in terms of conversion, strictly speaking, and not SEO considerations, what you want to do is write in a pretty you know, hard-hitting, 
inverted pyramid style where you have headlines, the important supporting information, and then only go into detail afterwards because no one's going to read that anyway. Uh, is, is that a, a valid approach just from the kind of persuasion side of things? Um, it, it is definitely, yes, um, that, that's sort of the foundation of a valid approach. What we know, and this is from, from even from print, uh, before we start looking at how people converted online, is that even when people are looking at, say, a print direct mail newsletter, uh, you first you look at the headlines. You quick scan for those to make sure that it's something that is, is even interesting to you. So headlines should always be very benefit-rich. And in the case of working with SEO, those headlines having key phrases and benefits in it is a really powerful thing. And then from there, you provide that supporting information where, you know, you do add a few more details, and those details should always, again, be very benefit-oriented. Depending on, there's different industries and how you present for tone and feel. So if you're writing for IT, you wouldn't want to use a very hard-hitting, salesy approach because that's typically not as respected with IT. It's more just facts. Um, For other types of, of verticals, you might use a very sales approach in order to get the people to do what you want them to do. It very much depends on industry, very much depends on target audience. Uh, and one of the, I'm sorry. That people will read, and they will go in to read longer copy, but it's dependent on how well that copy is written and, and whether that copy is structured correctly so people can easily read it, but also hits those pain points and helps people understand that you have that information. Well, terrific. Uh, Before we go into our next break, though, or after we come back from our next break, I want to know, on your Facebook profile, it says, a well-behaved woman rarely makes history. I want you to expand on that and maybe tell our our listeners uh, a story or two about your, your nefarious past. Uh, this right. is <laughs> this is Tim Ash, your host for LPO Landing Page Optimization, and we'll be back after this short break with Heather Lloyd Martin. More LPO Landing Page Optimization in just a moment. Hey affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com. The science of performance. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast and expensive, excellent and on time. Offshoring.com. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the 
to demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week's guest is Heather Lloyd-Martin. Uh, Heather, uh, I understand that one of your majors in college was human sexuality. Now, how does that tie into copywriting for the web? <laughs> it is rather funny that, uh, yeah, I came from that and I'm now doing what I'm doing. And, and the joke that I tend to tell with it is that it's all about persuasion. It's all about figuring out exactly what makes people tick and why people act the way they do. And at the end of the day, one of the, the big things that does persuade out there is sex and, and helping people feel good and feel more attractive. And so it's it's it seems like a leap, but in actuality, there's not a whole much difference between going in that side of the world and learning about that and, and doing what we're doing here in search. Well, you know, that that uh, makes me think that there's really, a, in a way, nothing new under the sun, that through millions of years of evolution, we as a species have certain kind of uh, triggers and ways that we're persuaded and compelled. I'm, I'm uh, thinking about uh, Robert uh, Cialdini's excellent book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. He talked decades exactly. ago about about things that pretty much work with everybody and that's so strong that they can almost compel compliance. Uh, do you see that that's true, that there's really nothing new under the sun in terms of copywriting? Uh, yeah, and that's, that's a huge point, is that although we like to believe that we are autonomously making decisions on our own without those influences going on in our lives. We they they come into play with everything we do, even big purchase. And when you're spending huge amounts of dollars on a particular item, that at the end of the day ends up to be an emotional purchase that we back up by rational facts. Mm -hmm. So all of that uh, rational machinery is, is fairly recent, and uh, a lot of uh, what makes us kind of tribal monkeys uh, is still operating in the background and uh, largely unnoticed. Exactly, yep. Well, can you give us a, a few specific tips on um, headline copywriting and uh, you know what is a way to kind of combine those, again, SAO considerations and direct response considerations? The first thing I, I would say when you're looking at your pages and trying to figure out how, how to increase conversions is to, to start looking at them in terms of benefit statements. Are you really clearly saying what's in it for your customer? You know, a good amount of sites out there, and Tim, you see them every day, they, they spend a lot of money to write copy that's just about their company. We have this huge facility. We do this. We've done that. And although certainly that kind of proof is important, you know, you might be the leading expert in X and you have other people to build that out and to back you up, um, it's not as appropriate and, and as compelling as being able to say, and this is what we're going to do for you and we can do it for 20% less than everyone else and ship it out for free. So uh, check to make sure that you, you are talking about your customers and, and you are bringing home what's important to them. Um, make sure that how you're writing what you're writing is written in, in a way that your customers can understand it. 
Um, it might be that your your internal marketing department thinks about your product or service in a different way than your customers do. So yeah, because if I ever hear the cla- uh, the phrase "class leading solution" in, I mean that was clearly written by the marketing department. Exactly. <laughs> and you figure that, you know, no one is searching for a, a class-leading solution like that. <laughs> and, and, and if your marketing department is too stuck and they can't figure it out, because sometimes that happens. You're, you're looking at the same copy all the time. You don't know what's wrong. You know, that's when bring someone in, bring in a customer, give it to someone else, hire a consultant, anyone, and they can start picking these things apart for you and showing you. And then when you're working with the SEOs part of it, know that, you know, first off, you, SEO copywriting can be done in baby steps. You don't have to take down your entire site and rewrite it. But to focus on those top 20% of pages, the ones that are really important to you, and ask yourself, are you using those key phrases and headlines? So you, you're combining a headline with a benefit statement and a key phrase. Are you using those key phrases in a hyperlink, which helps with your positioning and helps people take action? Um, are you making it easy for people to take action. Um, and Tim, I'm sure you've seen it, that people will wax poetic for a thousand year- words and not say something like, and you can order this here. Right. <laughs> and so was, uh, was, you know, one of the things that we recommend is that it's okay to have that supporting information. If, everybody, if anybody wants the kitchen sink and there are these deliberative personality types that want all that detail, yeah. just put it under a details link, but don't clutter up the, the flow for the the attention deficit disorder types that are also coming through that process. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and that might be something that takes a little bit of time to figure out. I've seen sites that benefit from actually having more copy, and they actually got better rankings and higher conversions with more. I've seen sites that had so much copy out there that sounded so fluffy that my, my, it told them to, to start slicing that down. So to think about what is individual for, for your site and what seems like the best. If you have long pages of scrolling copy with no way to take action, probably changing that would be a pretty immediate lift in conversions. Uh, now, one thing that uh, we found uh, helps conversions in general in terms of the tone of the writing is by getting rid of any subjective uh, stuff. I mean, just go through and cross out every adjective. If you can't back it up with objective information or some kind of evidence, uh, take it out. What do you think of that kind of just the facts approach? Uh, yeah, there, there's definitely with, with copywriting that, that blend of providing just the facts but making those facts compelling and cool and interesting. And when you've got companies that will say, you know, we're the leadest, leading experts in, we're the best, we're the this, that's sweet and nice and everything, but with most people that trips up their bullshit meter because they're used to hearing that so many times in so many places. But if you, can, if you are actually the leading expert in X and you've been recognized for that, that's the time you can start linking out to those other people that have provided those actual third-party testimonials about you. And right. So, so you another great way. Yeah. Yeah. So you can basically show your expertise. Don't say I'm the best, but say I've worked for 
400 of the Fortune 500 companies. Uh, that's that's an objective fact, and it, it demonstrates your expertise without saying, I'm the best, because everybody well, says exactly. they're the best. I mean, if you're going up to someone and you want to date them, and you're saying, like, hey, baby, I'm the best, that person is probably not going to date you. <laughs> but if you've got your friends and other people going up to that person saying, you know, so-and-so's really cool, they're a great guy, and you start realizing, yeah, okay, this person might not be so bad. They might be someone to date. That is what's going to help Versions. See, it kind of goes back to the old major. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, and uh, that explains why it took me so long to get married. Thanks for that retrospective <laughs> advice. Yeah, oh well. No, uh, but uh, you just didn't do the testing right. <laughs> no, I guess not. So I want to. We're we're coming to the close of our time. Unfortunately, I'd love to have you back at some point, but um, I just want to tell folks that. If you would like to see Heather live, your next opportunity is going to be at Search Engine Strategies in San Jose uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, she's going to have two sessions, Turn Brain Science into Bucks on Tuesday uh, and uh, Keywords and Content on Wednesday. Uh, you should attend both of those and definitely check out Heather's blog at seocopywriting.com. Heather, thank you again for joining us. Uh, I hope this was as enjoyable for you as it was for me. It was very, very fun. Thank you for having me on. Uh, And this has been your host, Tim Ash for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Tune in again next week for additional interviews with thought leaders and tips on how to skyrocket your conversion rate.